0: I'm John Deeks, and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. Now, I just had a CT scan on my heart. Good on me, right? Well, when my doctor suggested it might be a good idea to get my plumbing checked out, I thought, why not? Certainly, a lot of publicity has been around a lot of people dying from heart attacks, and when a checkup or a change of lifestyle could have prevented their early demise, quite possibly. For over 60 years, the Heart Foundation has been the peak body working to improve heart disease prevention detection and support. And since 1959, they've funded research projects worth over $670 million, ka-ching, and counting. Now, these are good people who want to save your life. So what better time to speak to the National Manager of Heart Research and Innovation, Julianne Mitchell. Great to have you on the line, Julianne, and welcome to Your Life Choices.
1: Hi, John. How are you?
0: Apparently, I'm very well. Thank you. Um, after, my C- after my CT scan, uh, which uh, my, my doctor said, Look, it's going to cost you $500. I said, Oh, okay. Um, well, that's fine. When you're in your 70s, it's good to see if the plumbing still is as good as it should be. And um, I'm happy to say it is.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear. Uh,
0: how's your heart, Julianne?
1: Uh, look, well, because I too have just had a heart health check recently, um, one of those things I do every year. And I'm. Um Pleased to report, all is well.
0: Now, you don't have to do what I did was go under the you know thingo and have the machine and the CT scan, etc. But first of all, what kind of things would, could one do that wasn't as expensive <laughs> as what I did uh, to make sure their heart is, is in good condition?
1: Well, look, the first thing you need to do is to have a heart health check with your doctor. This usually takes about 20 minutes. It's covered by an MBS item. So right. you don't have to pay for the actual check. What it involves is a 20-minute appointment where a GP or a nurse will ask you about some of your risk factors, your age, your lifestyle, you know, do you smoke, do you drink, how um, active are you, how physically active are you? But more importantly, they'll also take your blood pressure and take some blood to look at your cholesterol levels mm. because blood pressure and um, high cholesterol are two silent risk factors for heart disease. You can't see or feel them, but unless you have a test, and so your doctor will look at your profile, your risk factor profile, and then depending on what the results are, determine whether. We need to make some lifestyle changes, or indeed whether you need medication to manage you know your high blood pressure or cholesterol. So twenty minutes, those that are forty five and over, or if you're Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, thirty years and over, are eligible to have a check with your GP.
0: Let's give everybody a bit of a, uh, a heads up on how many people succumb to heart disease for a start, and explain to us what heart disease really is.
1: So we know that roughly 50 people die each day of heart disease. Wow. So while high-profile celebrities certainly bring this issue to light, we know that on any given day, 49 other people will tragically lose their lives to heart disease. It is the leading cause of death amongst men and women. However, you know, the fact is that there is a lot we can do to prevent or to reduce the risk of heart disease. And so things like heart health checks, living a healthy lifestyle, knowing the warning signs of a heart attack so that you know to take action quickly are all things that are important to know and to do so that you can take action early.
0: Now, you mentioned women there, and a little known fact that uh, people think that men, you know, generalizing here, men, men are the ones who have the heart attacks. But in fact, it's one of the biggest killers of women.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, unfortunately, twice as many women will die of heart disease as they will of breast cancer. Mm. And this is often a shock to people. Um, why, why is that
0: not known better? I mean.
1: I think there's a number of factors. Firstly, I think when we look to TV or film or books, it's often the man having the heart attack that's falling over at the golf course or at the barbecue, clutching his chest. You rarely see women depicted as having heart disease. You know, in popular culture, if anything, it's usually women who have cancer, breast cancer or um, some form of cancer. And of course, you know, Cancer is an issue in women. I'm not saying um, that's not the case, sure. but often it means that heart disease and other types of disease, diabetes, kidney disease in women is not paid as much attention as it should. Why,
0: why do you think that is, Julianne?
1: Look, I think you know we've tended in the last twenty to thirty years or so focus on the issues that are women specific, whether it's breast cancer whether it's gynecological cancers, whether it's menopause or menstruation, these female-only conditions. And we've not looked at the conditions that affect both men and women. And so what we're finding now is most of the research in the past has been done on men and then the findings applied to women. Now, we're starting to see more research into women. And so what are we finding? We're finding that women experience heart attacks and heart disease slightly differently to men. The signs and symptoms aren't as subtle. We also know that complications in pregnancy like gestational diabetes or high blood pressure can be an early warning sign that a woman may have cardiovascular disease in the future. So we need to monitor those women more closely. And so, you know, it really just means that when a woman's going to see her GP, she should be talking about heart health as much as she's talking about her other health issues or concerns.
0: If you'd like to know more, and we're going to repeat this, and we're certainly not wrapping this up, but heartfoundation.org au is the place to go. One word, heartfoundation.org.au. Uh, an absolute wealth of information is there for you and constantly being updated. Now, my producer, Ian Mack, has just asked me a question over the headphones. Is it too late for an old bloke uh, at a particular age to get help when it comes to his heart, especially if he's led a hard life?
1: <laughs> it's never too late. Um, I think that's the important uh, message that, you know, irrespective you should be talking seeing your doctor you know ensuring your blood pressure is okay ensuring your cholesterol is okay because if it's not there's things that we can do about it so no it's never too late you're only as young as you feel
0: there you go ian there you go telling my producer now, also being involved in research, what is the latest research, and and what are you hoping to? Because I know you've given like six hundred and seventy million plus into research; it's extraordinary. Uh, what is the research looking towards now?
1: Look, we we look at it across the spectrum. So we're looking at what things we could do to better detect disease early in people. So what techniques and procedures we then look at what are some of the environmental factors that may make a difference to the way we we live we play we act you know because they can all um, have impact on our heart health we then look at what are the procedures the medications the surgical techniques that can improve or you know ensure that our heart is And our blood vessels are functioning to perfection where we can get it. And then, of course, it's how do we, if we are diagnosed with heart disease, what are the medications, the recommendations that we can give to patients to ensure that they live well with their heart condition? Whether it's recovering from a heart attack, living with heart failure, managing bypass Surgery—that's what you've had. So we look at every aspect of the pathway from prevention through to treatment and diagnosis through to ongoing care.
0: So we see these defibrillators in golf clubs and in shopping centres just about everywhere now. But Julianne, I'm terrified of uh, pulling one off the wall because I'm, I'm scared I won't know what to do, or uh, I don't know—it's like pulling a fire alarm.
1: Don't be scared. In fact. They are idiot-proof, if I can say that.
0: You can say it to me because I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> well, as soon as you open that box, it starts talking to you.
0: Okay, so you take it off the wall, you can open it up. We should be doing this uh, together with a, with a real one. would be fantastic. But you just open it up, yeah?
1: Firstly, if the person's collapsed, you want to clear a space. You want to firstly check to see if you can feel a pulse or make sure they're breathing. If they are, but you you can't feel anything, pull that defibrillator off the wall and it will open up. It will guide you. It will tell you where to put those two little paddles on the body. And so you'll just have to undo the button mm-hmm. the person's clothing. The machine will not go off if that person has a heartbeat.
0: Is that right? Ah.
1: You will not hurt the person it will be able to detect whether there's a heartbeat or not and will you know deactivate. But if there isn't a heartbeat, then it will send a shock and and of course meantime you need to be getting someone to call for an ambulance. Mm. So calling triple zero, making sure you know where the you know sort of nearest street or road is so that it's helping the ambulance to get to that person. But be reassured that these defibrillators are designed to help you through the process. Of course, it's a very stressful situation, and you know not everyone's a medico. So, but it can make the difference between that person surviving and that person not.
0: Yeah, made me feel much more reassured. If uh, I should ever ever have to do it. Uh, one last question: If I'm sitting at home and I think, oh, just I think I've got some indigestion. How do do you know if you've got indigestion or it's a precursor to a heart attack or a heart event?
1: There's probably uh, several bits to that question. So firstly, if you've seen your doctor and you've got the all clear that you're okay, it may indeed be indigestion. So I'd say go and have a um, glass of Eno's. Yeah. (laughs) um, But often how people describe a heart attack is that they just knew something wasn't right mm. it wasn't just indigestion they might have had a little bit of arm pain or Tingles back pain or tingling jaw pain some people do feel you know fatigued or really an overwhelming sense of tiredness the point is don't let it go on for more than 10 minutes the important thing is to stop what you're doing okay, you're starting to feel this sensation, you're not quite sure what it is, the first thing you should do is rest. If that pain continues for 10 minutes or more and you're really worried, call triple zero. They can start advising you over the phone Mm -hmm. and they will talk to you. Um, Ideally, if someone's with you, tell them as well. Too often where we play it stoic and think, I'll just soldier on here. Um, You know, if it's a problem in the morning, I'll go and see a doctor then. It may be too late in the morning. So Mm. no one's ever died of embarrassment. If it does in the end turn out to be indigestion. But ask any ambulance driver or assistant and they will tell you that they would rather turn up and, you know, discover that actually it is indigestion then arrived too late, and there was nothing that they could do
0: about it. Fantastic advice, Julianne, and I'm very happy to say that after my CT scan and my heart checkup, my doctor said I'd be good to buy long life milk, which is which is wonderful. <laughs> so, look, just to complete our discussion today, the the key word is go see your doctor, get that heart checkup, and it, it's it's pretty much covered, um, yes. and it is it could save your life. So. If you haven't had a heart checkup, do it. Check your heart health. That's what it's all about. And go to heartfoundation.org.au. And as Julianne said, that's got all the information on so much more. It's a fascinating site. And congratulations on the good work uh, that you and the team are doing.
1: Thank you very much,
0: John. Julianne Mitchell, the National Manager of Heart Research and Innovation. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we do thank Julianne so much for giving up her time today. And remembering for over 22 years now, Your Life Choices has been providing Australians with essential news, articles and retirement resources. And with over 270,000 members and growing, and we want you all alive with strong hearts. Your Life Choices is Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. And of course, it's always free. I'm your host, John Deeks. And on behalf of the Your Life Choices team, be well and happy. See you next time.